welcome to Jesus Walks podcast uh, about discipleship. This week we're going to talk about the pitfalls of discipleship and uh, how to avoid them. My name is Martin and I'm from Sweden. And uh, as usual, Marx is from Riga and Antjakob from Bergen is, is joining me in this uh, podcast and uh, for you who watching us live on facebook uh, we just want to mention that it's definitely pos uh, possible to to pose some questions or comments during the the podcast so please feel free to do so yeah um shall we talk about uh, the upcoming event before we start about this podcast mark says what's happening in may yeah, so uh, we have uh, something really great coming on. So on the 6th of May, uh, we have the first uh, Jesus Walks uh, webinar. So uh, it's something new we are trying out. And uh, the first time we will gather and it's going to be in Zoom. Uh, and you can find all like the registration uh, like details in the Facebook page uh, somewhere here below. There's the event. And uh, so uh, it's going to be on the topic of identity. So we felt that it's a really good foundational topic to start with. And uh, what we really are aiming for is an interactive way of engaging with everyone who is interested. So, uh, so this is nice. You know, you're watching us or listening to us and maybe, you know, thinking in your mind, but we want to engage and uh, interact with everyone who is interested. So uh, definitely, uh, sign up there's a small form for us uh, just to know who is kind of coming on and uh, so we will send you the link and also just there's a possibility to write the question on what particularly is the uh, aspect of identity you want maybe to be answered on this webinar so uh, it's going to be three of us for sure there so uh, yeah sign up there i did mention the timing though so it's on the 6th of may at eight uh, Norwegian Swedish time, uh, so uh, you you can just uh, see uh, it's uh, nine Latvian time, uh, and for the rest, yeah, it's Central Eastern European time. I think, yeah. So yeah, yeah, welcome in. Mm. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, yes. that'll be fun. Yeah. It's also going to that's also going to be uh, uh, a way that's going to be more like a dialogue, right? Mm. People can engage and like questions and more like a community feel maybe a bit it's good and uh, just like to add on uh, top of what you martin were saying everyone that's watching right now it's really great if you can just even uh, just say hi to us so we know uh, who's watching and also where are you watching from uh, we're trying to gather more uh, just the information on the community that uh, yeah uh, we are and uh, so if you can just type in uh, just say hi to us and uh, yeah We'll uh, try to answer also either some questions either at the end of the pod or uh, yeah maybe next time. So that's that. Great. Then we head to today's subject and uh, the pitfalls of discipleship. Last uh, time we had this discipleship pod, we talked about like the framework or the foundation of discipleship, and uh, we thought that we continue. Uh, about discipleship, but talk about the pitfalls. And um, depending on where we, in which country we live, or in which denomination, or which local church, we we probably have experienced different kind of pitfalls. And um, 
just to mention a, a few of them, I think one pitfall is that have a clear teaching or understanding about discipleship. It's almost not a word that we use at all. Uh, a lot of the, the um, where I've been, it's not a word that's been used at all. But I know that we, we, we spoke on Jacob and you said, yeah, uh, it's almost a, a worn out word in, in, in Norway and where I come from, everything is discipleship. So we don't really know what it means anymore. And um, I know in, in, uh, in some areas, it's also um, quite, we have a limit view of and, and so on. So therefore, we, we said that, well, let's talk about the, the pitfalls and how to avoid them. And, and probably we, we can address some of the common pitfalls that we, we as churches have. So, uh, Marxis, what, uh, what kind of pitfalls have you, you um, come across? And uh, what? Yeah, um, so um, definitely one of them that I first came to my mind uh, when thinking about the, uh, uh, my discipleship experience, maybe, and uh, what I have uh, even passed sometimes on to others uh, in the time before, it was this idea of uh, the the discourse or the the comparison between knowing something you know uh, intellectually having a collection of information about like specific uh, topic versus applying that information uh, or say uh, you know yeah revelation or even something into uh, adding that into practice so this knowing versus applying uh, kind of experience has been something uh, that um, in my life i have seen that um yeah, even the way how I thought, you know, it often starts with the mindset, right? And even in the way how maybe I, I, my first years of Christianity, it was more like uh, gathering more information about the Bible, you know, just uh, or like some right doctrine. So, uh, and and so it's just like gathering uh, information, and often the climax was being, uh, if my heart was, uh, you know, spoken by the the sermon on the Sunday or or whether it was conference or something, you know, did it spoke to my heart. So that often was my uh, criteria of uh, how good the conference was or uh, how good the weekend away was or something. And rarely I was challenged, uh, you know, actually applying that uh, collection of information that spoke to my heart and putting that into practice when it comes to like my everyday life. And so I saw this gap uh, that uh, somehow was created, uh, I don't know from where, <laughs> but it, it just came to being that, you know, it wasn't actually that much about applying and I, oft, I rarely was challenged about, uh, did I actually apply, but, but if I could like quote or if I could reference, you know, or like uh, have the information side, then often it was seen, at least in my conscience as well, I had peace. And then it took quite a while to actually see that there is this gap and that it's actually that... Um, yeah, it's just like so much different that you actually realize and have this revelation by the Holy Spirit that you have uh, to apply it. It's not about just uh, philosophy. It's not just about metaphorical uh, analysis of text and seeing, you know, that it speaks my heart. So that's been like a big one for me. Was it, but on these conferences, uh, was it about getting more knowledge and kind of who had the most knowledge in the Bible in a sense? That was like the that was like the highest thing uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it wasn't communicated that way. I'm, I, I, definitely not. But uh, but I guess in the subconscious somewhere, uh, the, it was this idea that uh, just to find yeah. some new approach of the text, at least, or yeah, exactly. about, like, how we approach the text, maybe a new a new goal in the text. And yeah. it's like, of course, it's nice, Thank you know, to study and study. But mm. uh, for me, it was it became almost like a big idol, you know, uh, uh, just getting more theology books and just it was about studying and understanding more. Yeah. So, but just a comment because I also have seen that that it's there is this uh, understanding that you're supposed to come with something new somehow. Yeah. That if you're going to preach, like I've seen myself, often I find myself uh, praying and reading and studying and looking for something kind of new to bring, some sort of like uh, something that I can can tell that I feel God showed me mm. or something new in the text mm. or. And there is this mindset you need to kind of bring something new because people, many have been so many times to a, to a meeting or a conference and then it has to be something new. And it's very much uh, connected in a sense to the mind, I think. Mm. And so it's very, very interesting because um, some of the times uh, where, where I've had the best kinds of feedback has been if I, if I just say something very simple that everybody mm -hmm. knows. You just it's say it again. <laughs> but... <laughs> with a focus that actually we need to do this. And yeah. so it, it seems that people have like a lexica in their mind, but then the simplest things of living it out often is not fully in order. And that's, you know, so, so we have this feeling, uh, maybe it's like a European thing that you're supposed to bring something new. And if it's in something new for the mind, then it's good. So there has to be some sort of confusion, uh, I think here. Yeah, actually, I, I friend, in, he was leading a church in, in West London and uh, he uh, they had small groups in the church and he he, uh, he, we're, he we're losing you Martin a bit uh, oh sorry yeah again just maybe try <laughs> yeah sorry yeah <laughs> so my, my friend Mark in, in West London he said to oh. uh, the small groups in his church that uh, we um, you aren't allowed to uh, have Bible studies in the small groups anymore because he said you are just uh, uh, learning more and more but you're not applying so now you're not allowed to study the Bible until you apply what you already have um, and that's yeah. a, quite a drastic way of doing it but he really felt that we are studying and, and reading in order to just to know and understand uh, but we're not applying he, yeah. so he said that's we have real. already read enough to to apply for the rest of our mm, life we don't yeah. need but of course they were allowed but you understand that the, uh, he needed to be drastic in it and I, I can uh, also find that uh, Marcus I, I come across it and I would say that the application is only, I would say, in, in the personal life character, mm. uh, but n very seldom applying into uh, other people or into uh, sharing Christ in, in any way or, or that mm. kind of, of application. The, yeah, and uh, just like to add again, uh, I was thinking even like Jesus model, right? We look at Jesus, Jesus movement. So yeah, it's good to yeah. look at Jesus and way of yes, doing things. So in Luke 10, you know, he sends out the 72. And I was just thinking about it. It's so interesting, you know, it's very practical. He like he gives like instructions, like teaching direction. Yeah. <clears throat> and then what happens? They do it, right? So they go mm. for it. They, they go in pairs. It's like uh, there's some structure, but there's teaching, there's direction. So... Yeah. And and verse 17, it says, the 72 return with joy, 
and you know they have some experience they have applied it in in somewhat way yeah so uh, there's some good things and then there's some things that jesus now in starting from verse 18 brings in further teaching as they have applied it as they have made the steps and i think even for myself you know i've been guilty of that as well i mean often i have just like it's like this teaching leading somewhere, but there hasn't been follow-up uh, mm. even like, how has it been guys? Or, you know, uh, what I lacked and I, in a sense, passed it on in, also in my teaching. And so now I, what I have tried to do is narrow the scale of, of things. Maybe I try to uh, disciple someone in doing, you know, it can be very practical, but then it's applicable. And then as the person makes that step, it's easier to, to go alongside and, and, and teach further where it's needed. And so I mm. think that's uh, Something I, I learned over the la- like uh, last period is uh, just be more simple and more applicable. And then as the persons make the steps, uh, you know, uh, there's like new aspects that needs to be addressed. But yeah. Mm. And, uh, Jesus but is, I, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, just to comment, like Jesus' discipleship is very much like on the road. Yeah. It's like on, on the road discipleship. You, you, mm. They are doing it together. Like one, one experience um, on a mission trip, we, we came into a setting where we we came to a setting where there was a, a person that uh, needed to be uh, raised from the dead, and uh, because he had committed suicide, uh, had no knowledge of Jesus, was hopeless. There were like several suicides in the family, and it was like it was so dark, and family was crushed. And we found his family because one of the people on the team had a vision about the, uh, a lake and a house, and then they found the place actually found the family that God had showed them and found the family just after the suicide had been committed. And, and then we remember that, you know, that Jesus said, raise the dead as well as heal the sick and cast out demons. Mm-hmm. And, and it was so funny because we were back in our little camp, uh, seven, eight people in a circle discussing like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? You know, okay, mm. can we, should we try to raise this man from the dead or like, what do, so we were searching the scriptures and like looking like, what does Jesus say? And, and because it was so practical and so relevant because we were in the middle of it, we were super interested in figuring out what is Jesus really saying. And we had theologians and all kinds of people in that group. And it was totally new. Like this one pastor was like, uh, wow, you know, it's coming alive. <laughs> it's like, uh, and we all agreed actually that, yeah, we should try to raise him from the dead. Oh, man. Because he didn't know Jesus, he's going to be lost. Like, uh, we just, at least we have to try, you know. Some people went into fasting and prayer. Some of us went and, uh, and the family wanted us to come. And we, we, we tried to speak to him to, to get up in the name of Jesus and stuff. And, and um, he, didn't, he didn't come to life. It, it felt like really, I was really like, whoa, he can, he can, he can be raised. Like, uh, but I wasn't mm. sure what was going to happen. Um, but afterwards... Uh, we we got to to preach and sing in the funeral with the whole village gathered of hundreds of people, and then there was a big um, big tree started to shake, uh, and and in this place they had very much respect for nature and that it was like something divine, so the villagers came over and said like Did you see what happened? And I was mm-hmm. like No, and it's like the tree was shaking, and I was like What do you think it was? It was the presence of God, they said. Mm-hmm. And so he testified like, and, uh, but it was like so on the journey, you know, yes. and you learn so much because, mm. so you learn, I don't know, it's something about Jesus' style that is 
it's a challenging one, but it's very exciting. One. But how guys do you say, uh, how do, uh, you know, someone listening and okay, maybe acknowledging, okay, there is this pitfall, uh, what's the tools or like the direction, how to avoid them? You know, for me, I said there was this, like just, uh, being more simple or this follow-up and just applicable uh, thing. What do you guys see? What's the best way to do it? But I think we, we need to create a culture uh, as individuals or as groups that uh, the Bible and the teaching of Jesus is, um, is not, yeah, it's a, it's a guidebook for life. It's not, uh, Mm. It's nothing that you you study before an exam in order to know. It's uh, I know uh, Nicky Gumble has a has a brilliant illustration in the Alpha course about this. He he talks about his own and the the user's manual for the Nissan, and he says, "Yeah, of course I can study the user's manual, and I can say I can learn Japanese to write write the to read the user's manual in in the original language." Um, and I can have study groups about the user's manual, but it's still, it's a user's manual in order to drive the car. That's what the user's manual is for. Yeah. Um, and good. I think, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's a challenging picture, definitely. But I think it's a lot of wisdom in it. And I also think that one, and you were in Luke 10, if, I, if we go back to Luke 6, mm -hmm. Jesus says, why do you call me Lord? when you, you're not like applying my teaching. Mm -hmm. And he tells um, a parable about the, the, uh, the wicked man who built his house on, on, um, on gravel, uh, and then the, the wise man who built his house on, on the solid rock. And the problem is, yeah, that's a that's quite a well-known parable, but when the storm comes, I, I can't really understand that storm in other way of when when a people dies because you can't you can't relive your life again and trying to apply so that's the the jesus you how are you building your life are you applying what mm. what i'm saying or are you just knowing it so that's a that's an extremely uh a serious picture that he mm -hmm. that he brings up it's not it like yeah you can do it, or you you can you 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 can't, and it doesn't really matter. It's in in that parable, it's extremely big differences comparing if you apply it or not. So I, I think it's um, we need to uh, we need to understand that we can't really just uh, uh, we we need to find ways to in, in applying it. <laughs> Just an encouragement. Uh, I was speaking to like a, a leader uh, recently, and so uh, I have mentioned like this one guy. I've been on this discipleship relationships, and you know, just been so beautiful. Uh, this uh, kind of step by step, making the steps with not huge amounts of information, but just applying what what's you know read and and uh, just making that step. And, you know, uh, so he had like a witness to like a guy that he met and, you know, we, we read a few passages and he, he just read it them with, the, with that guy about like the ministry of Jesus and the first disciples and, you know, teaching, healing, uh, uh, proclaiming the kingdom and delivering, you know, the, the oppressed. He was just talking it uh, very simply and, and he doesn't have huge explanations and like deep theology. 
but it was just like so beautiful to see the challenge of the simple application. Because when I was speaking to like another leader, the, the leaders said that, and I mean, this is like an experienced leader and he was challenged. He said, I should do something like that. But then it's like, there's something like kind of blocking him. And, and, and so in a, in a way, it was a sad picture at the same time, because you see someone so new in the faith with mm-hmm. so much, so mm-hmm. a small amount of information, but just applying it simply and mm-hmm. actually seeing fruits and people writing, can you tell me more about this Jesus? And, yeah. and I mean, and then he asks questions, how to answer about prayer or about baptism and these things yeah. versus someone that, I mean, has studied and it can connect the Old Testament through Jesus and like, you know, yeah. uh, end times and whatever. But, uh, and there is something so challenging. And I think we need these, um, I believe God is using also the new believers to challenge yes. the status quo Big in time. the churches where we are. Uh, where I'm challenged by new people in our church that has come to faith and that, you know, is on yeah. fire. So, mm-hmm. so I believe God is using that also in, in Ecclesia in these times. Wow. Uh, yeah, so. like, like last, uh, last one and a half week now, the, 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 here up in Bergen, the West Coast, uh, Norway, there has been... Mm, f- there have been four 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 people coming to faith in Jesus uh, in the in the from the church here, and then a, a fifth guy also uh, that is a little bit further back, but that I met this week as well and heard his testimony as well. So they are, and the the thing is that those that have come to Jesus, have, have, they have come in through new believers. So the first uh, couple came because uh, this one guy uh, in the end made a video and told how he met Jesus um, and and had put it out online. And then uh, these two people saw it, they know him, and they they started crying and God met them. And now mm-hmm. they're kind of, he's discipling over internet and they're going to do baptism soon and he's going to try to get to help them and they're very, very new in it all, and it's just seeking God and want to know God more. Very unreligious, uh, very beautiful, and coming from a different background. And then the second two that came through was through prayer over Skype, and there was a healing, like a miracle that happened with a with a tumor, and also very new in the faith. And um, these people also they got convicted and they surrendered to Jesus and starting to go into reading Bible, praying together. And the last person was uh, uh, like a former Muslim. Uh, and, and basically light came into his room through, like from the roof and down from like the ceiling. And his light, his shining light came and he was transformed. And then he started to pray for other people and people uh, came to God. Mm. And, well, and there are n- none of the old believers here have any testimonies that are close, you know. Mm. But I, there are some things happening, but, but it's just like, wow, these people mm. have not been in seminary and church in, for 15 years, nothing like that at all. But they believe, they act. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm just starting to think like, wow, the Holy Spirit can do such a much better job than the church, you know, you know what <laughs> I mean? Um, much, much better job than the seminaries. Or our teaching, like it's incredible when there's a real new life and how they just start living and working and God is moving. So I'm just thinking, I wonder, like the religious part in this, it really, um, it's really, really like a, some some sort of a problem with the religious sphere, right? We need some some to to find this uh, old path of Jesus some, mm-hmm. somehow. I Amen. think. 
not to not to abandon church for sure, but just to mm-hmm. get the culture right again, you know. But isn't it so, Antakop, that uh, in order, for example, if, if you study theology, then you really need to be uh, uh, strict on applying. So you don't get into the, you don't get into the, just the theoretical and uh, academic view. So, so you re- real to okay. Now I under, now I have understood more. I need to apply more, and and taking further steps in applying uh, in order to, because uh, otherwise I, I think we we in a way drift away from the discipleship part and and get more into like a. Uh, it, it becomes a subject as any, anything else. I think we have drifted a long time ago. And I think the whole school system is uh, far off. And mm. it's so theoretical. Yeah. Years of study. And, and seminary can be as bad, for sure. Mm. And, and so I think that we really need a new, new approach. Not that we, we need the, the scripture. Like the Jewish people, they treasure the scripture always. And Jesus, of course, but, yeah. mm. but we need a new approach. And I think even like in a regular school system as well, we need a new approach. It's it's like so theoretical and so little yeah. practical focus. Mm. So, I mean, uh, wow. And just to encourage you guys who are listening, I mean, you don't really don't need to be a professor of theology to to disciple somebody, you know, at all. Mm. Like it's a... That's uh, so good. It's for ordinary people. It's for young okay. people. It's for kids. It's, you know, yes. like... Uh, and uh, and sometimes it can be a stumbling block to have been too long in the system, you know. Mm. Yeah, but I, I think if we just go back to the scripture, the the um, the lady at the the dwell of Tsikar, she has uh, yeah. a meeting with Jesus. She, yeah, I don't know. She she hardly understand what he's saying. Uh, he prophesies or or uh, have revelation about her life. And then he real, she realized, oh, yeah, you're probably Messiah. I, I run away to the city and, and tell the others. Uh, and then it says that yeah. uh, a lot of people came to faith through her testimony. Oh, I, I think that's so yeah. funny. She, she probably hadn't so, so good um, doctrine or understanding what had have happened and, and who is Jesus and what it is to, to follow him. But she really applied what she had experienced and what yeah. she had learned. And, yeah. and that, as you said, Don Jacob, the, the spirit then uh, like takes over and, um, mm-hmm. and works through her. her. Her willingness is the key. It's not her, her um, knowledge that that's, good. that's the limit. So I, I think that's, an, um, that's both yeah. challenge and an encouraging story about uh, how God can use us. Yeah. I always feel it's like a challenge to my own life, basically, mm-hmm. in this area. That if I, if, I, if I go down this path and I leave it out, then that's where, like, how, how to give on these things as well. Like, very yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Shall we take another pitfall? Uh, time flies for us. But I, I think mm-hmm. of a, a pitfall that we could, could address as well, and that's the legalistic part of, of discipleship. Uh, and by legalistic, I, I would say that um, the view that we need to do good things in order to, uh, for God to uh, save us or for God to love us or be that we are needed to do certain things to be approved by God. Um, I often think that 
that challenge is is not so much maybe in churches or denomination, but I, I've met single Christians that are really challenging with this uh, legalistic part. And uh, the problem is that they, I often feel that when I when I meet or listen to to that kind of person that they uh, uh, they are quite uncertain about their their salvation. So they they always want to to do good things for God. So he's he's happy with them, and they are mm. also trying to to convince people in their surroundings that they also should do good things because mm. then they are like gaining their. Um, uh yeah in in their uh, in their bucket they get more good works in their buckets and maybe god will uh, like um, accept them for for their good works and i think uh, that's a challenge that i i've come across do you have an experience of that as well marxists in in riga the the legalistic uh, latvians <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean uh, it's I think it's a lie everywhere, uh, you know, it, and I mean, in bigger ways or smaller ways, I think this kind of doing mentality uh, uh, is huge. And uh, yeah. and it can, you know, that, I mean, one thing is what you describe. And I think, you know, if I look from another angle, even as a leader, I can, um, I can motivate uh, people with guilt. Uh, mm. I can... Um, uh, uh, guilt them into missions so, so to say uh yeah. and and i have done it so i mean i've repented of that and uh, uh with like in, with a good cause uh but the, the, it wasn't like conviction of the spirit uh, and you know it was uh and it was you know basically it was just overflow of what i had in my life so i think that's the natural way i kind of believe more and more you know, we, we just multiply what we have basically. And if, if I have the revelation that I have to strive for God to accept me basically through missions or through, you know, ministry, etc., which is a big, big topic, uh, then basically I will pass on that to the next disciple, right? That, yeah. that this striving uh, and, and earning kind of mentality is, mm. you know, in a sense you come to salvation, of course, through grace. But then once you are in, so to say, then you have to like push for it and, and you know uh, how, what's the stats. And, and I think uh, true grace enables in that sense. So I think the true revelation of God's love and, and the grace, it will enable you to, you know, to work out your salvation. And there's this reality of, of actually doing things, but uh, you know, the, the order mm. is so yeah. important. And I think, yeah, definitely it's been true in my life. So I'm the yeah. first to kind of say that, but uh, it's a very real challenge in discipleship. Yeah. It's a we, we talked about doing right, doing the Bible or doing following Jesus in a practical way, and then so it easily can become like a problem. This doing mentality, mm. I think, especially when it's a doing without relating, mm. like you have you, you keep on doing the things you kind of should do, mm. but you don't relate yeah. to God anymore, you know. That's the sad uh, part of like this kind of more like post-Christian era in a sense that you can be in a religious environment and you you know what is right and you you want to do it and you want the best and everything and then you you go you keep going like that but there is not so much joy there is not, not oh. so much life it's kind of heavy you know and I think it's very sad I think God thinks it's also very sad and mm -hmm. it's easy to, to slide into so 
seen in my own life as well. Like sometimes I, I feel I don't hear from God so much anymore. Uh, I, I have more worries and heaviness than I used to have. And I, I'm like, but I still keep going, you know, trying to follow Jesus. And, but then I, I, I understand that there's something wrong here. <laughs> so, uh, something's not right, you know. As I think my best advice uh, to myself and others is just to drop, if it's when you notice that, just drop everything you have in your hands, you know, stop it, just stop everything. Mm. Just come back to God and just receive from, from Him, you know. Mm. His love. You need. He, we need. I need His grace more than He needs my deeds, right, or my actions. Yeah. So I think just to come back and not to live in your own strength and try to be be a good person in a sense, but just come back to intimacy, come back to receiving, know that He loves you, you know, without having deserved it. Yeah. And 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 you keep. You need to to. You need. You still need grace. You know. You haven't like gone through the school system and, and come out on the other side and now you are such a good Christian that you should be able to do it yourself. It, that will never happen. Mm-hmm. You will, and for old Christians, it can be harder actually to keep receiving grace and knowing that you, yeah. you need actually to live in grace and live in this love. And so mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a danger for many of us and especially if you have been in the game for a while, so to say. So mm-hmm. just like let everything down, just stop and just enjoy that he saved you and he loves you first of all. Yeah. And I, 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 just like this addition uh, to this is like this basically first challenge was uh, knowing versus applying, right? Yeah. So I think about this often it can be being versus doing. And I yeah. think uh, we will just address some of these things in uh, the webinar as well. Just yeah. to, for everyone listening, there is the webinar on the 6th of May. I think uh, we will cover this identity part and, you know, uh, but yeah, sorry, Martin, go for it. Ah, no, I am. Um, I just thought about, I, I had a good friend who, who was, uh, uh, yeah, been a church leader for, for decades and, uh, yeah, leading both on national and reading read level. And he got uh, burnt out mm. and, uh, uh, we are s- sitting home. He said that, yeah, if I took a walk around the house, that was uh, that was a good day if I managed to do that. He was so he was mm-hmm. really bad. And he said, yeah. and we met a couple of times during that uh, his sickness. And he says, mm-hmm. yeah, before this, I I I I could teach, and I said that I don't have any identity in what I'm doing. I'm I'm confident in just being God's children. Mm-hmm. But when everything is is uh, uh, taken from you and you are you're uh, you can't even uh, cook dinner for yourself or mm-hmm. you can't you are then it's then you are on a totally different level you, then you understand that yeah I'm, i am certainly it's easy to say when you are on stage and in the middle of everything and says yeah i don't have any identity in what i'm doing but when everything that is is uh, um, torn apart mm-hmm. you yeah. read what's left and where do I have my identity and and for him it was quite a I, I guess a brutal uh, thing that yeah I I am um, I need to get uh, further down deeper into just being I, I can't mm, do anything man read I can't do I can't even call someone <laughs> I, I can't I'm I'm, t- I'm just I'm just laying here mm. uh, and I think uh, of course, that's not. Uh, it wasn't God who put him through this, but of course, he, he yeah. God revealed more about who he is and yes. and the grace and yes, uh, his being for him. So I, I think that's um, um, 
yeah, that's good stories to hear and understand because this is uh, challenges for yeah. us. Yeah, hey, I, I know time is running a bit, but I have a story. I am like, uh, go for it. Being brought up, <laughs> I think Holy Spirit is bringing it up. It's like, I remember uh, one Christian conference for, for leaders where I was. And um, I think in our day, there can be a lot of focus on, on, on succeeding, you know. Things are to grow, you're to succeed. You, how many people have you led to Jesus? How many people attend the church where you are or you're, you, where you're a leader? Or, you know, all these kind of worldly uh, measurements in a sense that often comes in where we compare each other, you know, and it's so easy to end in, in mm. so, so many burdens, you know. And so, I mean, uh, I just want to encourage all of us to not give in to that uh, mm. stuff really stay out of it you know just forget it because it will be just uh, you become a slave if you if you if you let that get to you but it's a lot of it today in the churches so i was coming into this room with a with a group of people who were leaders of different new churches and that and i saw that they they looked so heavy they were like really like um, um discouraged and heavy and it was like wow and i was supposed to speak on something to them and then I felt I had to change the message <laughs> totally around. The Holy Spirit showed me you have to speak something else. Just forget the, the plan. Just forget the plan. And then I, I started to speak to them about Jesus and the gospel and how he saved them. And how they were in need of a savior, you know, and how he is the one taking off your burdens. Mm -hmm. uh, how is not you is going to save him, and, but he, he is actually saving you. And that what you are supposed to, to do uh, for him, his calling for you, is not to go and build a project and be so successful and work so hard and be more eloquent and strategic than all other Christian leaders. Like, just like, forget it, you know? Like, let it, let it come crushing down. Mm -hmm. and, and, but what you have is that uh, Jesus laid down your life for you. He loves you, you know? Uh, the grace, remember when, when you were saved, remember when you were born again, remember the sin he forgave and washed away from your life, you know, mm. stay in that place, let him be the Lord, you know, be simple. And like this gospel, this amazing gospel that I know that you guys love, this is what you are to bring to people. It's not hard, it's not heavy, it's, it's a great news, you know, and, and the group of people like, <laughs> like hope came back and joy came, and I was like, God help us. <laughs> so just like take out, take out of this whatever you can, but I think mm. you get what I'm saying. So yeah. Yeah. Time flies when you're having a good time. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. It was good. We need to have more sessions, I think, on different topics because we, it's good. It's good. Very yeah. good. Yeah. And fun yeah. with the people. I see some people we know here that are, have been watching and stuff. It's cool. So great. So but um, yeah, webinar next uh, next week, and we're coming back on the, the podcast about leadership on Monday. Mm -hmm. And uh, until then, um, God bless and clean your hands. Yes, <laughs> great. Yes, have Bye. a great week, everybody. Yes. God loves you. <laughs> <laughs>